Good evening. I have been tasked on tonight to introduce and present our messenger for the night. Stephen Paul Samuel is pastor of the St. John Church in Gainesville, Georgia. He is the husband of one wife, former Miss Helen Trisilla Cosby, and he is the father of a daughter, Paris Simone. And for more than uh, now, going on 13 years, have been pastoring the St. John Church. Prior to that, he pastored the Calvary Missionary Baptist Church of Trenton, New Jersey. He is a graduate of Morehouse College and also of Princeton Theological Seminary. Um, more than that, he is a powerful preacher of God. Uh, more than you can ever know, um, Pastor Samuel is also has a warm and spirit of Barnabas, he has helped my ministry, uh, and I had to find out through the grapevine, he was never going to say a word, and I found out through the grapevine like Marvin Gaye, um, uh, what he did for me, and I thank him for that, and I want to publicly thank him on today for what he did for me in ministry. Um, there are preachers that you can take a leave. There are preachers that you can hear, but then there are also preachers that you must hear. And before you go to heaven, you need to hear the preaching of Stephen Paul Samuel. And tonight, I thank God to all of you who are there virtually and all in the building that there is a preacher in the house and God has given him a word. And if you will, pray with us on tonight. Hear the messenger of God. So um, after my voice, you'll hear that of Stephen Paul Samuel. Amen. My soul loves Jesus. My soul loves Jesus. My, my soul loves Jesus. Bless his name. My soul loves Jesus. My, my soul loves Jesus. My, my soul loves Jesus. Bless his name. He's a wonder in my, my soul. Jesus is a wonder in my soul. A wonder in my soul. Bless his name. He is a wonder in my soul. Thank God that Jesus is a wonder in my soul. Je 
Jesus is a wonder in my soul. Bless, bless his name. the name of God tonight. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Those who are joining us, joining us online tonight, we thank you so much for tuning in and sharing with us in this night of revival. And tonight we are at Salem and we got some saints in the house. So let's give God some praise in the house tonight. Amen. Come on. Will you, will you join me? Join me in a moment of prayer tonight as we seek the very face of God and ask the Lord to come and to bring revival into our midst. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you that you are a wonder in our souls. When we look back over the things that you've done, God, you are a wonderful God. You are a wonderful Father who has kept us and protected us and watched over us. And we thank you, Father, for the goodness that you have shown. Thank you, Father, even that through the busyness of this Monday, you let allow, yet allow us to gather tonight on this Monday evening to, to start what we pray would be a spirit of revival. Revival, not just in Salem, but throughout our region, throughout our state. God, we, we're not ashamed to say that we need you. Somebody even tuning in tonight, somebody wherever they may be, they need to know you like they never have before. And we believe, we believe in the power of the word of God, that the word of God can reach right from this pulpit, right through that camera, touch them wherever they may be, in their home, in their living room, in their bedroom, even on their job. For those who are out and about tonight, we know that your word can reach them and touch their hearts. And therefore, God, we pray submit ourselves to you and ask that you would have your way in this house we thank you thank you for being good to us and god i ask now that you would use me as your instrument think with my mind and speak with my tongue make it so that what comes forth from this pulpit would be all of you and none of me and we will be ever so careful to give you all praise glory and honor in jesus name and every heart say amen amen and somebody in that chat box you need to just type amen as we join together tonight in this revival i am so thankful that the lord has given us the opportunity to come and to share with the salem baptist church here in lilburn um, certainly with with one who i count as our pastor he is not only salem's pastor he's our pastor most especially those of us who are in gainesville and i thank god for him his generosity his spirit his love his kindness will you help me thank god and honor pastor richard haynes in that chat box put your hands together for him those who are in the building are going to clap. 
we want to give some thumbs up and some hearts for, for him who has um, just been a mentor to those of us who have grown up in ministry. And I'm thankful to be able to watch what God does through him here at the Salem Church. My dear friend, uh, Pastor Haynes, Jason Haynes, um, certainly a brother beloved who I love. And I thank God for his friendship, always speaking a word of encouragement into my life. And I thank God for him. And of course, to the staff here at the, at the Salem Church, um, those who are um, who have already lifted our hearts in worship, certainly we thank God for the musicians and for the praise ministry. But then we got some folk who are serving in the building who you may not see. So let's just appreciate those who are ushering, those who are keeping us safe keeping us safe and and even for those of you who are online thank God for a media ministry thank God for uh, an audio visual ministry that wants you to receive this in a spirit of excellence so here's what you can do if you're at home just put some hand claps in the chat box put some thumbs up for them to appreciate the work that they do behind the scenes to make it so that we might share with you in worship and that no matter where you are you can receive a word from the Lord. I want to ask you tonight as we begin our two-night revival to do me a favor, if you will, for wherever you are, we believe that God has, has set this as an appropriate time for us to share together in worship. It's been, it's been about two years, Pastor, since I've been anywhere other than St. John. And so um, I'm a little nervous, so I need you to help me out. Pray for me, if you will, as I share with you the word of the Lord. But here's what I need you to do. If you will, wherever you are, um, even those in the building, if you have your mobile device, if you're watching this online, will you take some time and share this broadcast? Share it with someone on your timeline. If you're on YouTube, you can share that, of course, to your social media page. If you're on Facebook, wherever you may be, go ahead and share it with someone that they might hear and receive the word of God. Let them know that Salem is live and Salem is in revival. Let them know that there is a word from the Lord. I, I say this to you. Because because I believe that God has positioned you, wherever you may be, to be a witness of the word of God to the world. That we might be able to reach those on your timeline, some whose names we may not even know. And yet, here's what can happen. You got someone in your life, someone that you work with, someone on your job, um, someone in your family. Someone who needs a closer relationship with Jesus. Someone who needs to know that Jesus is the answer. And tonight, tonight, you can do your part and witness and share the broadcast with the world and let them know that we are looking for a word from the Lord. Let the church say amen. Church, say amen again. Church, say amen. We thank you so much again. Those who, those who have Bibles in your care and those who are here with us, I encourage you to share with us and, of course, um, to help us preach a little bit, but most especially even those online. I want to invite your attention to a passage of Scripture tonight as we share together in worship that comes to us from the depth of the Old Testament, the depth of the Old Testament. This is a very familiar scripture, and I just want to ask and pray that God would breathe a fresh inspiration over it and pour out a fresh anointing over it. Um, but I do know my assignment tonight. And tonight, our assignment comes to us from the book of Zechariah. The book of Zechariah. I want to invite you to turn with me to the fourth chapter of Zechariah's book. Zechariah chapter 4. 
And for the sake of our, our reading tonight, I encourage you, as always, if you'll take some time to read the entirety of the chapter. But for our purpose again in preaching, I want to lift up two verses of Scripture. The first is verse 6, and then, of course, we'll conclude with verse number 7. This is Zechariah chapter 4, beginning at verse 6, concluding with verse 7. Hear now the word of the Lord, and may God give us ears to hear as the Spirit speaks to the church. Listen now to verse 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying grace, grace unto it. Let the church say amen, amen, just for our purpose, for clarity. And he answered and he spake unto me and said, this is the word of the Lord for Zerubbabel, saying, it is not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Then he turns and he says, who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, and listen to what they'll shout, crying grace, grace unto it. Tonight, for the next few moments, I want to ask those of you who are sharing with me to think on this thought. I just came to tell somebody tonight, you got some help. You got some help. And I need somebody sitting at home right now watching me, somebody in the building, just to repeat it after me, if you will, say, I got some help. I got some help. And you can type that thing in the chat box if you don't mind. Be a witness to the world and let somebody know, I got some help. And that's all I want to talk about. I came to tell you, you got some, some help. Let the church say amen. Amen. If there is any lesson that we have learned um, painfully over this season of trial and transition, it is the fact that human strength and human might have their limitations. There's anything that we've learned as, as I have heard the voice of God saying, um, endure, persevere through this season, and yet I've learned that there is a limit to my strength, a limit to my might, and a limit to my, to my power. To, to, to think about where we are, not to, not to go into this too deep, but imagine we have gone through and are coming through a global pandemic, political upheaval on every hand. And even, even this week and today, as a matter of fact, tragedy, war and rumors of wars, personal grief and personal loss. And I believe I'm talking to somebody at home right now who can testify that your strength has just about run out. 
somebody who can testify that there are times when we do find ourselves even faced in the midst of all that we're going through saying that I don't have any more to give. That there is a limitation to our strength and our power. And yet it becomes my assignment tonight to revive something in you. It becomes my assignment tonight, first of all, to remind you of something Jesus said that brought joy to my heart, even as I felt like my tank was on empty. I remember Jesus saying this, that things that are impossible with man become possible with God. The things that are impossible with people, God's got a way of making them possible. The, the fact that God says that, no, 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 you have come to a point where you've just learned a lesson. That where there is limitations, there is also divine creativity. That, that when you think about your life, it is only at the extremities, the, the extreme places, the places where we feel like giving up, that God's got a way of showing up. Showing up at my give up place and reminding me, Samuel, you got some help, boy. No need to throw in the towel tonight for somebody. No need to give up because you got some, you got some help. I, I declare tonight that our lesson, our lesson is born out of a prophetic vision given by God to Zechariah. Zechariah is actually speaking to a remnant of God's people who have come out of bondage and yet who now have been given the task of rebuilding, somebody say reviving, rebuild, rebuilding their lives in Jerusalem. Those of you who know the story, you understand that there was a season in which God allowed them to go into enemy captivity and yet he says, I have not given up on you. So don't you give up on me. I'm going to open a door for you to come back and to, and to rebuild, to be revived and to be refreshed. And I say this to someone listening. You are, you are worried. You're concerned as to whether or not things are going to get back to normal. Can I say this to somebody? I, I, I can't tell you emphatically that things will ever, ever get back to what you call normal. But here's what I can say with full confidence. It may not get back to normal, but God says it shown of can get better. Yeah, yeah, it shown of can get better. It, it's, it's not going to be down always, but you got a God who knows how to turn bad into better. You got a God who knows how to declare that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. Somebody might in the chat box and even in the room to declare, I know things can get better. They can. They can get, get better given a task to come back and rebuild, revive, renew their life in Jerusalem. And yet things are, things are very different for them now. You see, they come back to a place that has been gone through a series of desolations. They, they come back to a place where their people have been degraded and they find themselves in this place. And, and yet God says, I, I've given you a task. Rebuild. Um, Zerubbabel especially... Um, there's a temple where my presence needs to dwell. I need you to rebuild that. After all that you've been through, I need you to rebuild the house of worship. 
where my presence can dwell among among my people this is the task of God and and Zerubbabel in great effort begins the task the Bible tells us simply that he is he's laid the foundation he and his workers have laid the foundation but but discouragement discouragement has taken over For someone someone here listening and I say this to you that it may not be so much that you have given up but maybe discouragement has taken hold of your heart especially when we meet the extremities of our lives we have a way of becoming discouraged I, I would suggest that one of the greatest weapons that the enemy uses against the life of the believer is the weapon of pessimism pessimism and yet God's got a remedy because in the midst of the spirit of pessimism, in the midst of the spirit of discouragement, God sends a prophet. I wish I could talk to somebody. God sends a man of God to speak a word of God into the people of God to declare that when you feel like giving up, when discouragement has taken hold, I, I want you to know you got some, you got some help. And it is through prophetic vision that this lesson is speaking to you and I. Because yes, even we as Christian believers, though we have not been called to rebuild an old covenant temple, we are still building something. We are building our lives. We in revival, we're rebuilding the church. We are rebuilding our fellowship. We are reviving our discipleship. We are trying to build something. And yes, even your personal life, you do know that you are building your character, building your spirit, so that you might be the dwelling place of God, that you might witness to the world that God will make a way when it looked like there is no way. You are building something. And yet in the midst of it, yes, we find ourselves getting discouraged. I, I know I got a witness online. Do I have a witness in the building? You, you yet have some help. And, and the prophet... Zechariah is actually known as probably the most optimistic of all the Old Testament prophets because though he is speaking to a broken people, a hurting people, though he is speaking to a people who've been degraded and who are now even back in a place of desolation, he yet speaks to them words that would lift their hearts to keep on keeping on lift their hearts to realize that they are not in this thing by themselves but that they have they have a god who is on their side what is he essentially saying very quickly simply this he says zerubbabel people of god listen i know i know that it seems challenging right now and it seems as though discouragement has taken over but this is what he says you have another source of strength that you are not tapping into. Oh, it's, it's, it's worth reading. It's worth reading. When you get a chance, it's worth reading. You ought to read the vision that God gives Zechariah. This vision that God gives. And it is a vision of some candlesticks that are connected under a candle holder. And they are filled with oil to light the candles. But watch this. The oil is flowing from a tree that is growing called an olive tree. 
Zechariah sees this image of these candles with oil that are connected to, to a tree. And he says, God, what are you trying to tell me? He's trying to say to us, you got another source of strength that you are not tapping into. He says, this is the word of the Lord for God's people. This is the word of the Lord for Zerubbabel, especially those who are on the brink of giving up, who have been broken in desolation. He says, here is the word that God wants you to have. It is not going to be by power. It is not going to be by might. But if you're going to rebuild this temple, if you're going to make it through this season, if you're going to come out of this thing, it will be by the Spirit by the spirit of the Lord I need someone to hear me well maybe the reason we come so close to giving up is because we're trying to make it on our own strength maybe that's why you tired all the time maybe that's why you're frustrated all the time Maybe, maybe that is why you, you go to a job that you can't stand. Y'all ain't trying to hear me here. Maybe, that, maybe that's it because we are trying to do this thing on our own. I speak to you, but you do know that it's not just about you. I'm talking to myself. As we as pastors and leaders and ministry leaders try to navigate through this new season, we find ourselves asking questions about how are we going to do this and how is the church going to be? And I just came to the realization, I don't have enough sense to figure this out. I wish I had somebody. Yeah, yeah, I've been to school, I'm educated, but listen, I ain't never passed it through no pandemic. I don't have enough sense on my own to figure this out. But thank God for the promise of the word of God. If any of you lack wisdom, you need to ask God and he will give it to you freely. Do we, do we find ourselves running on empty by choice? Because we won't tap into the source of strength that God has provided. Do we walk through life with questions? Questions about our relationships? Questions about our leadership? Because we won't tap into what God has provided. I came just for the next few minutes. I, give me a few moments, 10 minutes, that's all. I, I want to talk to you about how to tap into the source, the source of strength. I, I wanna talk to you about how it is that you can declare, I got some help in this thing. I'm not in it by myself. God says that there is a source of strength that you can tap into. Raising those children, building that marriage, trying to figure out what to do with your career, there is a source of strength that flows from heaven that you can tap into. Number one, the first thing that I would suggest is this, and, and all of these are born out of the scripture. I, I pray again that you would read it when you have an opportunity. The first thing that I came to realize that, that I got some help, and this is what is going to help me tap into the source of strength for my life. First thing is this, I got to understand that my position is in God's plan. 
that where I am, the position I'm in, is a part of the plan of God. I think one of the things that gets us discouraged is because often we think we find ourselves in places where we aren't supposed to be. But can I help you here a moment? You are a child of God. You are a believer in him. You are his child. God is your father. And the last time I checked, the steps of a good man or steps of a good woman are ordered by the Lord, which means that God not only has a purpose for your life, but you do know that God's got a plan for your life. And maybe now I need to accept the fact that the position I'm in is a part of the plan of God. Let me help you. We always quote what Jeremiah 29, 11, isn't that right? I know the plans I have for you. Plans to bless you, plans for your good, not plans to hurt you, to bring you into a place, right? This is God's promise. But here's what we often don't recognize about God's plan. When God speaks that promise, he's talking to people who are going into captivity. I wish I had somebody here. Wish I had some Bible readers out there. See, see, we don't understand the magnitude. When God says, I know the plan I have for you, plan to give you a hope, plan to give you a future, he says, I know my plan, and a part of my plan is you going into captivity. And as a matter of fact, don't even pray to come out because you're not going to come out until I say so. You might as well get comfortable where you are. What that teaches me is that sometimes the position I'm in is a part of the plan. I know what you're asking, somebody at home. Don't tune me off. Don't, don't click off. Come on, give me, give, me, give me a chance. Give me a chance. Don't click off. Here's the thing. See, folk in the room can't walk out, but those online might click off. Don't click off. Stay on. Here's what I'm saying to you. I got to know that where I am, my position is a part of God's plan. Why? Why would God put me in a place of desolation where I am being degraded and discouraged and yet give me a task in front of me? Why would God do it? I'll tell you why. To show, his show our dependence on him. There are some places that God will put you where you can't look to the right, to the left, to mama, to daddy, to nobody else but to him. Don't you understand that if you want to tap into the strength that God has for you, you can't tap into God's power but give God's praise to somebody else. No, no, no. If you're going to tap into God's power, that means that he has to put you in a place of dependence to where he becomes the resource. He becomes the hope. As the psalmist would say, this is the language, he says, the Lord is my portion. Where... God does not take second place to anyone. I would suggest for me to tap into this, this strength where, where it's not power, it's not might, it's God's spirit. It's Holy Spirit working in us, through us. He says, I got to know that my position is a part of God's plan. God is not only trying to get you to do something, but he's trying to get you to be something. He expects the church 
not just to keep on doing, but he expects us to keep on being. And in order to get us to be what he wants us to be, he says, I have to put you in places and positions, maybe for a season of pain, to bring you to a place of dependence. Number two, number two. It's amazing now, the word of the Lord comes as a rubble, it says, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. I got to know that my position is a part of God's plan, but here is where the turn happens. Now the prophet, speaking the voice of God, the mouth of God, turns to the mountain and says to the mountain, oh, great mountain, who are you? In the light of who Zerubbabel is. Now, 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 here's what I want you to catch. I'm tapping into the source of my strength. The position I'm in is a part of God's plan, but here's number two. I cannot let the difficulty deceive me. I cannot be deceived by the difficulty that's in front of me. Now, here's the thing. Deceive means simply this, two ways. Number one, I can't be dismissive of the difficulty. Because you'll have a lot of folk tell you, well, just ignore it. Just act like it ain't there. No, 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 no. You are in a place where you're hurting, place where you lack strength, place where you need help. No, do not be deceived by the difficulty. It is a difficulty. He calls it a mountain. Don't be deceived. But, but here is the turn. Here's the shout. Yes, my difficulty is real. But when God speaks to the mountain. He asks a question, what are you in the face of Zerubbabel? Yes, you are a mountain today, but watch this. You're going to be a plain tomorrow. I wish I could help somebody here. Don't you be deceived by the difficulties you face in life. Listen to me. What the devil will try to deceive you into thinking is that the mountain is permanent, that the mountain is immovable, but I came to tell you, you got a God on your side who declares that there ain't no mountain high enough that he can't move and knock down. I declare, do not be deceived. Don't let deception creep into your mind and think that it's going to be like this always. Yes, it can be cloudy some days. That's true. Yes, it can rain some days. That's true. Yes, we can find ourselves in storms. Yes, that's true. And yet, I cannot live life thinking that my storm, my difficulty, my pain is going to last forever. No, it ain't going to be like this always. Somebody needs to make that your testimony. It will not be like this always. Don't let your difficulties deceive you because, again, that, all that will do is multiply your discouragement. It will kill your hope. And there's someone listening to me right now, even through this pandemic, your dreams have been killed because of the difficulty of this season. Can I tell you that God says, no, don't you let the difficulty deceive you because a delay is not a denial. God says, I still got you in my hands. I'm still going to make that way. I'm still going to open that door. I'm still going to do exactly what I promised I'm going to do. To tap into the source of my strength, um, I, I got to know that, that the position I'm in 
is a part of God's plan. Tap into that source of my strength. I got to know, secondly, that the difficulty cannot deceive me. It's not going to be there forever. It's not going to be there forever. I would suggest number three. Oh, great mountain, who are you? Listen to this. In light of what I have promised to do through Zerubbabel, who are you? Mountain, difficulty, hardship. Who are you in light of, listen, what I promised Zerubbabel? Here is number three. If you're going to tap into your source of strength, you have to submit yourself to being God's servant. Submit yourself to the service of God. It is amazing to me, and if this don't make you shout, I don't know what will. The scripture does not say, oh great mountain, who are you in light of Jehovah Yahweh? See, that's what we would have expected. Because we know that our mountain is nothing to God. But that's not what the scripture says. The scripture says that God speaks to the mountain in light of who Zerubbabel is. Y'all ain't trying to hear me here. Don't you know that God has called your name? And God is asking the devil a question. Who do you think you are in light of who Richard Haynes is? Who do you think you are in light of who Darius Morris is? Who do you think you are in light of who Rob Campbell is? God has called your name. It's your name. We know the devil trembles at God's name. But I came to tell somebody in this room, you are the servant of the Most High God. What God's got for you, can't nobody take it away from you. God has called you to his work. And if you submit yourself as his servant, God knows how to call your name. Your name. Your name. Somebody just go ahead and type your name in the chat box. Your, God is going to call my name. God is going to call my name. You. He says, mountain, you're going to be a plain. Yeah, you're going to be a plain because of what I promised I was going to do in the life of my servant. Could it be that we miss out on the strength God has for us because we have not yet submitted ourselves to be his servant? The work you're doing, it ain't your work. It's his work. <laughs> sermon I'm preaching ain't my sermon. <laughs> it's his sermon. The calling over your life ain't your calling. The anointing that you sing with, that you play with, that you serve with, the anointing, that's not your anointing, that's his anointing. And when I submit myself to being a servant of the Lord, don't you know God's got a way of putting some power in you that you never knew you had? God's got a way of giving you some strength that you never knew you had. There ought to be somebody out there who can be a witness and who can testify there were things that God let you do that you never believed you could do on your own and the reason he did it is because you belong to him
Somebody here knows what it's like to have folk in your life tell you you can't do it. Somebody listening to me knows what it's like to have people in your life telling you you might as well give up. You don't have the education. You don't have the money. You don't drive the right thing. You don't wear the right kind of stuff. There's no way you can do what you're trying to do. You ought to tell them what the Lord has said. That God is, this is God's work. That God is using me. That God's going to work through me. And, and at the end of the day, I am God's servant. I am an instrument in the hand of the Lord. And if God let me fail, then what that would mean is that his promise would fail. But if God said it, then surely I believe it. What God promised he would do, he will fulfill it. Is there anybody out there that's living on the promise of the Lord? God gave you a word and you are going to hold on to the word God gave you. You are the servant. servant of the Lord. I, my time is up here. I need somebody to know you got some help, but you got to tap into the source of strength. I'm, I'm in my seat here now. Here's how you're going to tap into it. Here's how you're going to defeat discouragement. Here's how you're going to defeat desolation. All the things that seem to be mountains against you. You're going to recognize, number one, that where you are, your position is a part of God's plan. You're not going to allow the difficulty to deceive you. You're going to tap into that thing because you know that you are the servant of the Lord. That you submit yourself to service. Oh mountain, what are you? You must not know that I spoke a word to Zerubbabel. I told him... That if he wouldn't lean to his own understanding, but in all his ways, <laughs> acknowledge me. I, I told him that if he wouldn't depend on, on chariots and horses, if he wouldn't depend on his own strength, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith, saith the Lord. He turns and says, oh, great mountain, what are you? in light of what I promised to do in Zerubbabel. He says that you may be a mountain today, but you're going to be a plain tomorrow. And God goes on to say this, and Zerubbabel, Salem, you shall complete what I gave you to do because you got some help. After you submit yourself to be my servant. Here's the last thing. You want to tap into the promise of God. Want to tap into the strength of God. He says then lastly you got to commit yourself. To give God all the glory. I'm through tonight but the Bible says. That this Zerubbabel shall complete. The work that I gave him to do. Listen to how it says it. He shall bring the headstone. And he shall put the headstone on the temple. He says, now you got to remember, the foundation has already been laid. 
but Zerubbabel is going to put the headstone on the temple and what that means is that he's going to complete the work that's in front of him but, but here's the good news about it he says and when he puts the headstone on top of the temple there's going to be a sound that's going to rise up there's going to be a praise that's going to be lifted what is the praise that's going to be lifted up he says here's the praise grace 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 unto it now i don't know about you but what that sounds like to me is that there's a source of strength that i can tap into when i make up my mind that i'm gonna give god all the glory somebody here needs to understand how much power God will give you when you give God all the praise I heard the old folks say this when praises go up y'all ain't trying to hit me. when praises go up blessings come down the Bible says that Zerubbabel is gonna work for me he's gonna do what I told him to do and when he does it he's gonna give me the glory do my name is there anybody tonight that's done made up your mind that you're gonna give God the glory do his name I tell you if you praise him power will fall on you if you praise him God's got a way of giving you strength and renewing your strength is there anybody here anybody out there that can testify that God's got a way of supplying every need of your life well i came to tell you you ain't gotta wait like zerubbabel till the battle is over if you need power if you need some strength if you feel like giving up i dare you to give god some glory give him some praise and god's gotta wait He's got a way of giving you what you need. Listen, God's got a way of supplying strength into the life of the believer. Now, listen, for those who are watching, listen to me carefully. I say to you, no matter where you are right now, that your position is a part of God's plan. That God has you in a place where you come to realize that human strength, human ability has got limitations. And he's put you in a place where now you recognize your dependence on him. I would suggest that that's what COVID has done for the church. That's where we are. We, we realize that if it had not been for the Lord, <laughs> where on earth would any of our churches be? So, so God puts us in a place as part of his plan. And God says, here's what I want to happen to you. I don't want you to be deceived by the difficulty. I want you to submit yourself to being my servant, that the work you're doing is for me. 
And when you complete it, give me all the glory. It's amazing to read this, and, and I want to I pray for someone listening. It's amazing to read this, because what God tells Zerubbabel is this. The headstone that is going to be the sign of me fulfilling my promise, watch this, it is going to be hewn out of the mountain that I just moved out your way. Somebody going to catch it in a minute. That, that I'm going to take the difficulty. I'm going to lay it low. But out of that difficulty, I'm going to hew a headstone. And it will be the sign to you that I have fulfilled my promise over your life. Don't you waste a trouble, a hardship, a pain. Don't you dismiss it. Because God's got a way of giving you so much strength that you can take what hurts you and shout about it. You, you, you can take what hurts you and it's going to be the sign to you that God does what he says, that God fulfills his promise. There's someone listening to me now. You can look back over your past life and you can see how the hand of God has hewn some stones out of the mountain that was once in your way. And he says, when you see it, when you notice it, there's going to be a praise that comes out of you. And the praise is going to be grace, grace unto grace. Well, someone listening to me, listen, you, you can't say grace without saying Jesus. There is no grace without, without Jesus. There, the spirit of the Lord that he gives us to strengthen us in this journey, in this life. You do realize that the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives is to witness to Jesus. It points us to him. The source of your strength, the strength of your life, he's got a name, and his name is Jesus today. I want to pray for someone listening. I want to pray for someone listening. Those who are here with us will take a moment and bow for those who are connecting. Because I believe that God is going to bring someone into closer relationship with him. Someone who is on the verge of giving up, falling down. Someone who's been broken and hurt. Someone who feels like life has beat you up pretty bad. Today, in the name of Jesus, I want to pray for you. That God would supply you with the strength that you need to get you through this moment and this season. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for being the source of our strength. Thank you for being the strength of our lives. Thank you that... That there have been times when we had to learn our limitations. Yeah, we had to learn our limitations. We, we came to places of discouragement and hurt. We, we sometimes listened to the enemy who told us that we were by ourselves. But God, I thank you. I thank you that someone has learned tonight that they got some help. That, that you are the source of our strength today. I ask now that you, you help our hearts today. Help us, help us submit to being your servants. Help us commit ourselves to giving you the glory. Help us tonight recognize that the difficulties may be bad, but they can't deceive me. Can't deceive me. God, I'm going to plug into where you are. 
I'm going to plug into who you are. And God, I know you've got great things for us. We thank you tonight. We give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And every heart say amen. Amen and amen. Will you give God a hand clap of praise in the building? Somebody online. Will you just put those hands together online there? There may be someone listening tonight, someone listening tonight who, who knows that you need a source of strength, who, who knows that there are things that have, have run out on you. You may be feeling like your life is running on empty. Tonight, I, I want to take a moment and give you an opportunity to connect with Salem tonight. If you need a source of strength, if you need to know the spirit of the Lord and how it works in our lives, if you need to know, uh, have a closer relationship with Jesus to help carry you through these difficult days, I come to tell you that, first of all, there is no better place than Salem Baptist. No better place for you to come and to connect your life. You want to come to know Jesus, come into that relationship. I'm quite sure that they're going to put some information on the screen. Put some information on the screen. You connect with this ministry, connect with this church, so that they might lead you and guide you into a deeper relationship with Jesus. And I believe God's got some great things for you. We love you. God bless you. Come on, Pastor.
why don't we just give God praise? Give God praise in his house. The word does not come any plainer than this. Doesn't come any, any more powerful than this. We thank God for this wonderful vessel that he has sent this way to feed us. We've been fed. Have we been fed? We've been fed. Amen, amen, amen. I, I thank God for what I've learned here. That's why, that's why you that's why you don't just hang with folk like you. You don't hang just hang with old preachers. You need to hang with some young folk. I've learned some stuff tonight. Amen. Y'all uh well yeah, I gotta learn a whole different language, but I I just thank God. I thank God for hearing the word of God plainly preached and a word that will help us right now. That's what you call a rhema word. It's a word for right now. And I just thank God for this pastor. Pastor Samuels, God bless you. And just can't wait until tomorrow night. I, I'm already regretting that I only have in two nights. I'm already regretting that. I'm, al I'm already regretting that. I, I don't know what it would take to set up. Ain't no, we, 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 we might just have to reconsider this thing. <laughs> Amen. But we are happy to be the first to get you out. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God bless you all. God keep you all. And again, Pastor, thank you so much. We are not going to hold you. We're going to let we're going to let these here go. Y'all already at home, <laughs> but we're going to let you go so that we can see you back here. Those who will come back on tomorrow evening. Uh, it, it blesses me. It blesses me to see what God is doing now. <laughs> it does. I'm sitting there with that thing in my hand trying to, and I, I was wondering, I said, okay, what's he talking about? And then I see all these thumbs start showing, <laughs> showing up. And I, I, I'm learning stuff. I'm learning some things. And I, I bless God for you. I bless God for a preacher, a right now preacher. And uh, he talks about what he can learn from me. I'm talking about what I can learn from him what I can learn from others who are young like that. God bless you. Those who have come tonight, thank you so much for making it out here to the house of God tonight. We're just so glad to see all of your faces. To all of those at home, we thank you. We thank you for tuning in, and we're looking for you. We're looking for you to tune in again on tomorrow evening. I uh, want you to tune in, and we want you to what did you just do? What did you just do to get all these other folk in? Share something? Share, share, yeah. Yeah, won't y'all do that? Do do that. Hey man, I'm learning some stuff here. Uh, we want y'all to tune in and I want y'all to get it out to everybody else you know, all them folk on your Facebook. I I just learned some stuff tonight. Amen. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. God be with you till we meet again. Yes.
God be with you. God be with you. God until we meet again. God be with you. As we normally do, we'll be leaving, we'll be exiting, exiting on my left. We'll all go through the door. If there are those who brought offering tonight, please, you can leave the offering in the receptacle. Uh, to those others who would like to, just go online and give your offering or you just add it on Sunday morning. You've been such faithful stewards until I don't even have to tell you what to do. Amen. Just do what you do. Just do the right thing. And we thank God for you. Now may the grace of God. Sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say, There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.